You guys ready? All right, everybody, welcome to the 2023 Ghost Stories in the Cemetery with Plot Twist. We have a special guest this year. I'm Janelle, this year for Halloween. I am Irrepressible Thoughts of Death Barbie from the Barbie movie. I'm Morgan, and this year for Halloween, I split my pants. <laughs> That's right. So, who was I anyway? That next door neighbor from. Oh, yeah, I was um, Margot from Christmas Vacation. Yeah, the next door neighbor. Who wears that suit, you know? Yeah, the sweatsuit. All right, and here's our special guest, John Park. You may remember him. Well, you may remember his sister from our episode on relics. Introduce yourself, John. What's up, guys? It's John. Um, for Halloween this year, I'm going to be the Simulu version of Ken. You know, the, the sexy one, so. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so <laughs> pumped. My, You know how I feel about him. Oh, I know. He makes you feel a certain type of way. He makes my eyebrows sweaty. <laughs> he makes your everything sweaty. I hope he's listening right now. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're in the cemetery by Morgan's house. Again. Um, Again, we're sitting in a different spot this year. We are, because we wanted so. to be a little crazy. and um, So here we go. We're going to tell you some ghost stories, some real-life ghost stories that maybe may or may not be a little bit... Um, Dramatized. Dramatized, yeah. yeah. Morgan, do you want to go first? Sure. So I think what we both did was we took stories that are like based on real things and then put our own spin on them. So don't take this directly as truth because it most certainly is not <clears throat> we're already getting spooked weren't there like people in the graveyard with us last year I think I heard some people yeah it was freaky they had like they were like in a car yeah up yeah here. yeah yeah there was a car over here okay Long Beach California winter of 76 Helena Popper worked as an EMT in the area for as long as she can remember right out of high school straight into the emergency medical training and then on to the ambulance route. Before that, she was local to the area and spent many a summer night as a teen visiting the amusement park next to the boardwalk, close to her childhood home. Her least favorite ride had always been the Laugh in the Dark ride at the park. The what? Laugh in the Dark. But it's spelled L-A-F-F, not L-A-U-G-H. That makes it worse. It makes it work. She was easily scared and her friends knew it, so she would always be dared to get on the ride. A horror for her, but a good laugh for her friends. She always had a deep sinking feeling within as she passed around one corner of this ride where a wax figure hung on a noose. There were many wax figures, but one in particular looked so real she could almost believe she smelled death emanating from the body. Mm. Every time she would explain to her friends how she felt and that she thought there may be a ghost haunting the ride, 
they would just laugh and call her a big baby for having such a large fear around the funhouse ride. After high school let out, she never let anyone convince her to go back to the park. Fast forward 15 years. In the winter of 76, Helena is drinking a coffee on her short lunch break. She had packed a lunch, but had a sinking feeling that she may be seeing some horrific accidents en route during her night shift. So she pushed it away for the time being, pouring the coffee down her throat to keep her awake as she was getting ready to work the second half of her double shift. She hadn't wanted to pick up another shift, but Christmas was around the corner. So when Don, her coworker, called off to take his new girl to the amusement park, under the ruse of having a sick grandmother, she figured it might not be the worst idea. But she figured wrong. Bon, da, da, da. <laughs> Morgan's spooky tune every single time. It's That's the only one I know. That's the only one I know. <laughs> calls kept coming in all night of car accidents and some house calls too. Nothing out of the ordinary until the local police station got a call from the amusement park. The call sounded relatively normal. They were asked to show up to a scene of severe dehydration at the park. <laughs> You're already like Janelle's already getting a little bit upset here. So dehydration isn't an untypical call in a way, but it's still a little bit peculiar as dehydration is not usually a 911 emergency. But the officer did say severe. As they pull up to the amusement park, Helena looked out the back window of the ambulance and saw her coworker Don pointing for them to pull in by the entrance to the spooky ride. The laugh, L-A-F-F, the laugh in the dark ride. Helena got a bad feeling as they parked and she opened the door and stepped out. Don caught up with her. As they walked towards the entrance, he started talking about how his date had fallen out of the ride and knocked <laughs> into one of the wax figures. Stop, no, she did not. The one that was on the noose broke loose and was had fallen to the ground. He explained they had to stop the ride when D <laughs> when Dee Dee, his date, had stepped around the wax figure. There was something wrong, he said as he was pointing to the ground as they had already walked into the ride, and he said, Well, just look. The so-called wax figure was on the ground, the one she remembered seeing so many times before that made her hair stand on end. Helena turned to Don and said, what does this have to do with dehydration? What's going on here? She stopped as her eyes gazed down at a fallen limb from the figure. When she saw the tendons and bone beneath, she felt queasy. As realization hit, that this was no wax figure. She looked back to Don, who had a wild smirk on his face as he laughed. Well, he is extremely dehydrated. No coming back from that. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't you think the dehydration thing is a little bit funny, he said. The end. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I need to know. 
<laughs> what's the part about the girl falling out and knocking over the wax figure reel? No. I made that <laughs> I was really I that hoping up. that would happen. No, so actually, just a little background, and there's actually like a lot of podcasts that have covered the, the real story, not the one I made up. So if you want to learn more, you can listen to that. But this, this was, the year was right. It was 76. It was right before winter. They were actually filming, um, uh, I think it was part of a TV series at the Laugh in the Dark creepy scary ride that had been around for a very very long time and when they were filming um when they were moving things around the wax the so-called wax figure did get knocked over its arm did fall off and they did see bone and tendon Hmm. and yeah they i don't know if they even finished that episode of the tv series because of that woof I think it'd be fair if they peaced out after that. Yeah. John, how's your booty doing? It's been better. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting on some pretty um, comfortable tree roots right now. Mm Mm-hmm. John, what are your thoughts on story number one? Um, it was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) You hate it! (laughs) I didn't hate it. Um, it was interesting. I mean, somebody's leg fell off in the story, so that's already... It was an arm. I'm so sorry. An appendage <laughs> fell off, so that already makes it automatically interesting. <laughs> it is. It is It is interesting. The ending wasn't what I expected it to be, though. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with it, so I just ended it with Dom being an asshole. <laughs> Wait, you made this whole thing up? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> wow. Based on a true story. I was running out of time, so... I was running out. I mean, same. Is your story something you came up with too? Um, Yeah. So mine is based on a story. Well, it's not a story. It's real. But it's I got a book called Haunted Cemeteries of Ohio by E.R. Cutright. So Mm. it's a real story, but I definitely did a lot of embellishing. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. When Carl Logies moved into his... So, oh, my God. Sorry, I saw you look behind me, and I immediately got scared. I thought I heard the car. There's no, re- there's no reason for me to be like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when Carl Logies moved into his Payne's Hollow, Ohio farm, he wasn't expecting any funny business. The economy was looking up after the Great War. The new place had a nice barn, and it was just a short walk from Payne Falls. And best of all, there weren't a whole lot of people around to bother him. He didn't mind a quick hello to a neighbor as they headed into town, but he'd much rather spend time farting around the farm with his with his German Shepherd Butch. 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 But can you say that in your voice? That deep. Butch. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Harold from the next farm over claimed that the new property was haunted. Carl got the impression that Harold was an old blowbag, and he didn't believe in this stuff anyway. Although, if he was being honest with himself, he wasn't so sure when he listened to the house shuddering in the middle of the night. That's the house shuddering. This is is the house shuddering. Special effects. Is that the house of the airplane? 
after about a year at the new farm, Carl and Butch really began to settle into their new home. They had explored every inch of the property on their daily walks, and Butch, of course, had given everything a good sniff. Carl had bought more sheep and cows, so the farm was becoming pretty profitable. Things were good in Payne's Hollow. One balmy August evening, Carl and Butch <laughs> were doing their nightly rounds on the grounds before bed. A faint white flash of light appeared in Carl's peripheral vision. His eyes followed the light, but it seemed to disappear into the trees. It must be one of those damn neighbors, he grumbled. I don't know why they're always making a ruckus this late in the evening. All right, Butch, he said aloud, motioning the dog towards the barn. But Butch stood rooted in his spot. Come on, buddy. We got to see what these cows are getting into. But Butch didn't move. Carl heard a low growl emanating from the dog's throat. His lips were pulled back into a snarl. The hair on his neck stood on end. An unseasonable chill crept up Carl's spine as he glanced around his surroundings. He had heard that coyotes had moved into the area recently, and he wasn't in the mood to try and fight off wild animals that evening. But luckily, he always carried his pistol on him. He prodded Butch's side, but the dog just barked menacingly into the darkness. Carl peered into the tree line. He saw nothing but the silhouettes of trees against the inky twilight sky. Until he noticed that light again. His hand grasped for his pistol at his side. It didn't look like a lantern or a flashlight, more like a figure. And it was coming closer. Butch let out another sharp bark. He took a few tentative steps closer to the figure. Carl's legs were rooted in place. As the figure grew, Morgan, are you trying to spook me right now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carl's legs were rooted in place. As the figure grew nearer, he noticed it was a person. A luminous, transparent person. A woman, maybe? The figure seemed to distort in shape, flickering in and out like a candle. But it became clear that this person had long, streaming hair and a tattered dress. Carl drew his pistol and pointed it at the woman. You go on and get off my property here. <laughs> the woman didn't respond. She drifted closer, her obsidian eyes bored into Carl's. His hand shaking, he pulled the trigger. The woman sputtered like a candle going out and then disappeared. Carl felt the tension in his chest give away as his shoulders slumped forward and he breathed out a deep sigh. But then the figure flickered back to life, this time just in front of Butch. Her face was gaunt and skeletal and her black eyes were deep set into cavernous sockets. Carl reached for his dog, who was staring curiously at the creature. He was no longer growling. He cocked his head to one side, his tail began to wag. The woman turned her back to them and began to wander across the yard, Butch trotting after her. What the hell you doing? Carl called after them. He started after them, gun still in his hand. When he caught up, he found Butch sitting at the edge of the old well at the corner of his property. The woman was nowhere to be found. He glanced fr frantically around him. Prickles formed on the back of his neck. Let's go, Butch, Carl said. I've had enough of this monkey business for tonight. His accent keeps changing. <laughs> 
He turned back towards the house. Butch barked. Now, Butch. The dog stayed in his spot. All right, you can stay out here all night if that's what you want, but I'm going to bed. Carl hollered as he marched towards the house. He turned to look at the dog one last time, who was sitting by the well, staring at Carl as he retreated. All right, fine. Carl sauntered back towards the dog, defeated. The dog's tail began to wag, and he started sniffing in the center of the well, which had been filled with dirt by the previous owners, since it was no longer in use. He began digging furiously in the dirt, soil flying into Carl's face. Carl spluttered. Now what the hell are you doing there, bud? But he stopped when he saw that what he was holding in his mouth was a man's shoe. A shoe that still held the wearer's foot. An hour later, Carl had dug up an entire male skeleton and a watch that had stopped at 9.35 p.m. He dug him up himself? (laughs) (laughs) Police determined that the body belonged to a hired hand named Henry Lippenstock. It turns out the previous owner of the farm had smashed in his head with an axe and buried him in the old well. Carl was relieved that this ghost business was over and done with. Unfortunately, Butch was not finished with it. He sat out by the well all night and day, howling while the police investigation was ongoing. Carl tried again and again to get him to leave the well alone, but he was rooted in place. Only when Henry Lippenstock's body was laid to rest did Butch retire from his post. Carl never did find out whose spirit visited him that night, and that suited him just fine. He was fine with a simple hello to his neighbors, and that included the dead ones. We love Butch. (laughs) John, what was your favorite part of the story? Butch. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part was the fact that he decided to go dig up the skeleton all on his own in the middle of the night and then be like, hey, I already dug it up for you guys. And he was like, hey, we found a foot. We just found the whole thing. Yeah. My favorite part of the story is that he tried to shoot a ghost. Oh, that's pretty funny. That is real. Oh, that is real? Yeah. So what part of this was real? Um, almost all of it. Okay. I just didn't know, like, I didn't know his family situation. I didn't know what Butch's name was, so I named him Butch. Um, <laughs> he also, in real life, actually saw this ghost on multiple occasions. And, and then... Can you just live at the property? I was yeah. Gone. I, was I like, mean, I gotta go. right? But he just, he just kept, you know, until one day the dog and the ghost were over at that well and he's like there's something funky about this it's because there was a man in it well <laughs> I feel like the, the um, cemetery is less scary this year we are sitting in front of a very bright light coming from over there I think we picked the right spot I did almost die on the way in it's an omen yeah John is so ready to get up right now is your booty asleep? It's something. <laughs> we take a jaunt. Ooh, let's take a jaunt. All right, thanks everybody for listening to our 2023 ghost stories with ghosts. Stay spooky, people. Ooh, ooh, that's the added spook factor we needed. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I am. Um, was doing this like as a voice to text in the car while I was yelling at Voodoo at the same time. <laughs>
<laughs> I said delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I like, wanted to delete. <laughs> Sorry. And it says, oh shit. I can't. What is it? To the old lunch. Lissies? <laughs> I don't know. It says L E S E E G S. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have proofread this after I did this talk. Speak to text. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. And email us at number one plot twist at gmail.com. That's N-U-M-B-E-R one P-L-O-T-T-W-I-S-T at gmail.com. Music credits to Matthew Modena and resources are in the description.